0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL, Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets, if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make the first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years or older, restrictions apply. Want to go pretty boy? Welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 202 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there this Sunday? Are you easy like Sunday morning right now? Depending on when you're listening to this. I mean, I've been told by a bunch of people, they listen to this on their commute. So maybe it's Monday morning. We got the Monday morning blues. What is it? Someone's got a case of the Mondays. Was that Office Space? There's a tremendous movie if you've never seen it. Office Space, check it out. Yeah, anybody that says they got a case, the Monday should be slapped out for sure. But uh, hopefully, make the commute, will make the the workday a little easier for you. Uh, yeah, the sound of my voice is gonna make things a little easier for you. Eesh. But um, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And I want to thank everybody for the, uh, for the really positive feedback, uh, on the anniversary, uh, episode. was the episode so nice. I did it twice. Um, I had a number of guests and of course I, I didn't want to have one long episode. So I broke it into two, uh, two parts, uh, two, two hundred, two Oh one. And, uh, I, I want to thank again, everybody that took part in the episode and, um, and then shared it on, on social media and, uh, yeah, everybody that listened to it. Um, the feedback was uh, was was great. Um, like I was I was showing the guys. They said I think it got up to seventy some in Canada amongst podcasts, hockey podcasts, and uh, so that was cool. Ranking wise, I mean, um, you know, obviously people were listening. So um, yeah, I appreciate it. And um, and if you're one of the listeners from uh, you know that was a um, your first time was listening to the anniversary because you knew one of the guests or what have you, and you've come back. Thank you, I uh, appreciate it. And, um, yeah, uh, I want to, I want to thank again, everybody that took part in that episode and shared it. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun experience. Um, I, I, I was telling a few of the guys, I'm not sure I'll do that again. I say that I did. I said that there after the Christmas one too, that I wouldn't do another, uh, group kind of, uh, it's, it's a lot of work, I guess. I'll take that back. I guess it's, it's how I'm saying it. I won't do it all in the space of two days again. I'll put it that way. I'd I, As I said earlier um, a couple episodes ago, what I would like to do is I, I definitely want to all the people that I wasn't able to get that got a hold of me about coming on the anniversary show and I wasn't able to get them on. I do want to still speak with all of you and I want to record something and, uh, but it'll be over time. Like we'll record it and I'll have a couple, two or three, four, uh, in the can, so to speak. And then I will on a Sunday or something, put them all out. Uh, and we'll make an episode that way. And I, and I think that would be a lot of fun, a little less stressful, Could give people a little more time instead of rushing them out of here. There's a bunch of the guests. I felt like I really, well, I think all of the guests, I felt like I really, I I rushed them out just due to a time thing and trying to get everybody in, in. And, um, I think there's a lot of information that, that that was missed and uh which is never good and i wanna I w- like i said i would will have all the guys back on at some point like i said this is uh you know why not right and uh you know we'll definitely do it again but uh maybe like i said maybe not maybe not all in two days but uh but i want to thank everybody for taking part in that but uh, yeah unfortunately with today's episode before I get to the sponsors i'll i'll do this at the top of the show what i mean um you know and it's enough an, it you know it's unfortunate that uh, that that yeah that that I have to, but um, fortunately we had a uh, well I was going to say actually a bunch of people passed away, unfortunately this week. Of course we have um, NHL Hall of Famers uh, Mike Bossy and Guy Lafleur uh, both passed away, believe, both to lung cancer as well I believe. Um, I don't need to sell you guys on how on how great Guy Lafleur and Mike Bossy were. I mean you know unbelievable of course mike boss he won, one of the greatest goal scorers of all time huge part of those islander dynasty teams and um yeah unbelievable um, and it's just the consistency uh, what was it 10 50 goal seasons and stuff like unreal fortunately with the bad back he had to retire a little early but un- unbelievable talent and then of course geel Fleur, the flower uh you know the, you can just see him streaking down there the hair flowing and um again member of the big the habs you know, dynasty teams and um unbelievable talents and uh yeah, damn cancer. Yeah, and then unfortunately, uh as well, uh Lance Galbraith, um, forty two years old. Um uh, unfortunately it was a, a car accident. At, and um yeah, Lance was a, a, East Coast League legend and uh Kelly Cup champion, two time Kelly Cup champion in the East Coast League, Memorial Cup champion with Ottawa. Um, tremendous hockey career, um, you know, kind of played that agitator role past, you know, but he would fight and, but he put up a lot of points as well. And, uh, just a real solid, just a solid player. And, um, you know, um, yeah, tragic 42 years old and single car accident and just, you know, and then unfortunately, um, you know, with, uh, Garrett Burnett last week and, uh, yeah, no, it's not good. And, uh, and, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, my thoughts go out to their to their families, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, not a way you want to start the show with with news like that. But um, yeah, but I, I wanted to I wanted to address that at the top of the show. But uh, before going to the into more of the uh, episode, of course, I have to uh, you know got to do the sponsors right. We got to, uh, of course, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network, so whatever team. All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. And then of course for my off network, uh, compatriots, uh, well, you know, I, I should say I, you know, do you really, I don't know if you really, I should, if I said associate with such reparative, I don't know. What what do you, I don't even know what to say at this point. You know, you got mud show, Leafs, Florida heads up to North Carolina. Um, he finally puts out an episode. I mean, unfortunately, you could hear, uh, you know, people in the background and the dishes rattling. I think it's cause he was doing it out in the, in, uh, back in the kitchen there at the Piggly Wiggly down the street cause they have wifi and he hacked and, you know, they, they were nice enough to give him the password. I don't, or I don't know where he's recording from. Who knows? Backseat. I, I don't know what even goes on anymore. But of course, Alec, I'm talking about for the Five for Fighting podcast. North Carolina now. I can't even call him Florida Man anymore. Now he doesn't even have an excuse. What's his excuse now? Now he's in North Carolina. You know, always putting up pictures here on his deck with his dog and drinking his bush beer and, oh, yeah, just living the best life out there in North Kakalaki. but uh doing everything but recording. But he actually did an episode, finally, kicking and screaming, got himself to the microphone. And it was actually, you know, I always, I'll give credit where credit's due. I hate doing, I hate giving him credit, but... It was actually pretty good. East Coast League gear and review. Um, in all serious, I bust on Alec, but in all seriousness, great job. <clears throat> um, I was going to say his enthusiasm was infectious because shit, he even got me after about what, 15 years of not watching hockey, even had not that I was watching games, but he had me even curious in on checking on a few of the box scores to see if some of the East Coast League guys had fought this year. Um, yeah, but he was, um, No, Alec does a great job there at the, at the podcast and tremendous back catalog. Yablonski, Ray, by (laughs) Lois, definitely give his show a listen. Um, also check out his YouTube channel five for fighting on YouTube. He's got a lot of the, uh, a lot of this, this year's East coast league fights uploaded. That's kind of what got him going with the whole channel on his channel was the East coast league fights. And, uh, I know once he gets time here from work and stuff, um, he is going to put up, uh, some of the some older fights from last year. And uh yeah. But uh when you go on YouTube if you're if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're going to YouTube right now as I'm talking and you're looking up the five for fighting and you want to check it out, um while you're there hit the little subscribe button. Um you know, it might not mean much uh to you, but to Alec it's a big deal. And uh as when you're uh YouTube creator, um, you want the subscriptions that helps you out. It helps you monetize your channel, it helps you do a lot of things, it helps you in terms of advertising and that type of thing, and um getting the channel out there. When you know when you're watching YouTube on the right-hand corner, similar videos, it that's what gets you in there and, and all that stuff, but it's up to the the viewers. So that's why I always say we need your guys' help. So if you could subscribe to his channel, um that would help out Alec greatly. But um, yes, Five for Fighting podcast, check it out. Does a bang up job, and then of course let's roll. We roll up the co- to the East Coast to New York, New York. The city so nice they named it twice. The man at the heart of it all, We're out of Madison Square Gardens, Broadway Joe Lazito. Get rid of Lizzito. That's right, Broadway Joe. Big. It's a big weekend for Broadway Joe. Hopefully it works out. The New York Islander alumni is uh, in town. Play a game and uh, Joe is hopefully going down there and can uh, work his magic and his contacts and because uh, right now he is battling finding guests. <clears throat> if anybody, if, if you're any time long-term listener of this show, you know all about Joe Lazio. We we probably have so much. I'm sure our our guests and our audience is a lot of crossover. But for those that don't know, Joe does a New York Islander based enforcer podcast show, Coliseum Chronicles, and uh, of course. Whereas Alec and I were freed, you know, our, our, we can just interview whoever and whatever with Joe, he has to have Islander ties. That was the theme of his show. But of course, over time and a hundred and some episodes, um, you start running out of, uh, you know, you sort of, you've painted yourself into a corner when you put restrictions like that on when it can just be Islander people. Right. So, and, uh, and getting guests is tough and Joe's having a battle right now, not only just with getting guests, but just with time in general with his work and the commute and everything else. So he lives out on Long Island, but he works at Madison Square Garden. So I don't know what the commute is, but it's hours, you know, riding in the subway and everything else amongst the people in New York. And, uh, I can't, you know what? I was, I can't even imagine a commute like that. Like I, I live out of town here, but I, I jump in my car five in the morning, you know, burning out in the highway all by myself, 15 minutes straight through into downtown, boom, I'm at work. You know, same thing when I'm going home, Yeah, it takes a little longer, 20 minutes maybe. Well, winter can get kind of gross, but you know what I'm saying, overall, because I'm leaving work at like 3 o'clock, it's 20, you know, 20 minutes, boom, out of town, I'm home. I couldn't imagine living in a big center, like where millions live, and it takes like hour, half, two, two and a half hours. Like, not only do you put in the eight hour work week, but then you put in another two, three hours of a commute time. Like, oh my God, I can't even. I can't wrap my head around that. Anyway, what was I saying? Squirrel. No, Joe, Joe is, uh, nobody, of course, with work and everything, and they're busy and stuff, and, and, uh, um, yeah, like Madison Square Gardens isn't busy. Well, of course it is. So, Joe doesn't have a lot of time. So, not only. Are, is this time limited to record in general? Um, then when the chasing of guests and everything else is involved, which I know all, uh, well, I won't even get into that because I've, I've ranted and raved and bitched about that on this show enough times. But yeah, so Joe's, uh, battling right now and, uh, <clears throat> to be completely like he was brought it up in his last episode here. He did a solo episode this week and just talking about it. And uh he was completely honest. Like he said, he's got a few guys that he wants to talk to wrap up here. But after that, if he can't get anything, that might just be the end of the show, which is, um, you know, on a, from a selfish standpoint, I, you know, I enjoy Joe's stuff. So I'll, I'll be sad to see it go if it does. But uh, you know, at the same time, um, I, I, I think he, he could certainly be proud of, the effort that he put in and the, the hundred and whatever, uh, three, four, five episodes that he's put in, um, if he does indeed decide to shut it down, um, that's the one thing with the internet and putting that out there, it'll forever be out there. And he did great stuff, um, with Mick Fakota, Dean Ewan, Strudwig, Ash, and Bolton, Cartner, all those guys. That, that is forever out in the ether and, uh, for anybody that ever wants to hear it. And, um, and that's, and that's a great thing. And that, and that's the good thing with doing these shows. That, uh, you know, you put it out there and it's there once it's out there, right. It's out, it's out there forever. You can't reel it back in. So, um, uh, I, I think that on on that side of things, that's really cool. So, and Joe's left a really solid legacy out there, does some great interviews. And, uh, you know, again, I'm not trying to bury the show and call it, give it the last rights, but, uh, if it, if indeed that's the way it goes, that's unfortunate. But at the same time, it should be celebrated what he has done and accomplished with the show. And, um, and if he goes and if he continues, hey, great. But I was going to say, Joe, and I know you're listening. I I think I've, I've come up with a, with a, maybe not a podcast episode, but I got an idea for a YouTube channel for you. I think we got to get Joe on YouTube. You know, we can get Coliseum Chronicle YouTube channel. you can go along right along five for fighting and fourth line voice. We can get our YouTube channels. We'll sync up, maybe do some cross promotion. But I think what we need to do, as we we're I was talking about Joe's commute, right? Well, Joe is also, if you've been on social media and you follow Joe, well, he's been taking pictures of all, and now he's, he's got the basement and the shrine. Now he's putting out all his Islander pictures and his autograph, memorabilia and everything. Well, Joe's got game-worn, you can just smell it through the monitor. His pictures that he's taken of his game-worn gear from guys. He's got shoulder pads and gloves and helmets and jerseys from all these tough guys. Okay, here's my plan. Here's my idea. I think for one of Joe's commutes, we get him a little, uh, what do you call those things, a GoPro. He slaps on one of his game-used helmets, puts a GoPro on, puts on them stinky old 1998 Las Vegas Thunder shoulder pads he got from Dean Ewan. He slaps on maybe some Graham Belak Bridgeport Islander gloves, throws on whatever jersey. And he's just and he just starts smashing people on the way to the subway, just putting body checks. Could you imagine, Broadway Joe? And and all it is, I was on GoPro. He could just and he could just YouTube, oh, live stream it. Lazito's yeah, Lazito's commute, take one, part one, and we could just see what Joe has. What Joe's battling in the New York subway system. Then he's out on the sidewalks. You know, Joe's a big dude, man. So I mean, get him out there. Maybe slap some roller blades on him, and he just starts bodying guys. I know uh, Jackass did that years years ago when they got all said they they were rolling around. I think Lazito needs to do that, but put it on a YouTube channel. Coliseum Chronicles live streaming. Yeah, game war and equipment getting used again. I'm just saying, Joe. I think that I, I think I just gave you a million dollar idea right there. You're welcome. There you go. But there we go. Jolton Joe Lazito. Give her to Lazito. <laughs> Alright folks. Well um, Well I'm gonna talk I'll talk about this first and then I and actually in all seriousness, I I've got I've got some issues here. I, this is going to this is going to be a ranty episode. I've been actually the last few episodes these last couple oh, I used to be Sunday rants. I used to yell at, yell out the clouds pretty good, but I've been pretty quiet. I think I've been pretty uh, pretty toned down here the last little while. Not today. I'm actually quite irritated today. Um, you hear my voice? I've I've been trying to be positive here at the start, but um, I think we'll, it'll be a slow build to get to the finale here. Um, well, first things first, of course, the uh, Ice Wars pay-per-view is coming up May 21st in Edmonton. And it is on Fight TV. It'll be on pay for. It's a $20 pay-per-view. Um, so I highly recommend people checking it out. It is going to be an eight-man fight tournament. Um, similar, well, not similar, the same as um the hockey enforcers pay-per-view that happened back in 2004 and the same one i believe in 2009 or 10 in finland you could help put that on i can't remember that that was called uh what was it called now ice warriors i believe um all of this is on youtube fourth line voice on youtube channel if you if you're wondering what is an enforcer tournament type in hockey enforcer pay-per-view on my youtube channel and it'll come up and it was a it was an eight I don't know how many guys were in it. Ten? Uh, Dean Mayrad won it anyway. Well oh, spoiler alert. Um but Link Gates was in it, Jason Rushton, Jason Bone, um Derek Parker. And Mike Segroy, and, uh, yeah, Link Gates, or I think I already said Link Gates, but it, it was, it was a one of a kind. Well, not one of a kind. It's happened again and it's happening again here on May 21st. But for its time, it was very cutting edge and, uh, guys were MMA gloves there. And, uh, yeah, the fights are minute long and then there's judges that score them. And, um, yeah, it's going to be an eight man tournament. I know some of the guys. I, well, I know all the guys that are in the tournament it hasn't been announced officially yet. So I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy, but I don't want to, I don't want to get anybody in trouble by announcing the names, but I will name a few because they've already put it out on. I'm not talking out of school because they have announced that they're in it on their own social media. So, um, a couple of the guys are, uh, Justin Sawyer, Chase Tippin, and Daniel Amesbury are three of the guys that are in the tournament. Um, uh, again, there's going to be eight gentlemen in it. Um, Those are the three I will give you now. I believe A.J. Galante of Danbury Trashers fame is the one that is putting this on. And I believe he is announcing this week the eight competitors. So I will let him do that and I will talk to you. I'll talk more about it, obviously. As the event gets closer, I have to see how work goes and a bunch of stuff that's happening. It's on the May long weekend here, so i I'd, I'd like to get out to Edmonton because Edmonton's only like five and a half hours from here, and we got people out there that I can see and stuff. So, um, as well as go to the tournament, um, it is at the River Creek Casino. Um, I know when you look it up, it says in Elron, Alberta, or something like that, obviously, but it, it's, uh, it's a it's uh, a it's in Edmonton. Um, actually, a friend of mine lives like five minutes from there, so. Um, so I'm hopefully going to be get going up there to, uh, and taking in the tournament. If I can't, if we can't make it up, I will certainly be getting the, the uh, pay-per-view uh, on Fight, like I said, on Fight TV. Um, but I will keep you guys posted as it goes on. But uh, this, the Ice Wars on May 21st. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Where, where where do I start here? I got my notes here. Um, uh <laughs> I guess I'll start. Just, I it's funny. I, I always seem to get my content from the Facebook groups. Uh, that was the other thing I, I forgot to mention with Alec. He had he had created the Enforcer Appreciation Group on Facebook. It's got over fifteen thousand members, and um, I'm on there. And uh, you know, and it has become. And there's one also called uh, Hockey Fights and Brawls on that page as well. They've been they've been a great uh, uh, source to um advertise my podcast because i mean obviously that's the audience that i'm I'm trying to reach right um are the people in those obviously they're if you're in a hockey fight group you're a hockey fight fan in, in theory um but uh questionable at times but yes so that's sort of where i advertise my shows um so i spend a lot of time in those groups not only just posting my shows but pictures and and what have you um and of course, anybody that listens to this show will know that's where a lot of my content comes from. That I yell and bitch about, and I have a few more uh, bitches. But it's just a, this is just a one that's kind of the last little while. It's crept up again. It's always bugged me, but it, it kind of happened a few times in a like in back to back days. So it's it really sort of just sat with me and just it's a pet beef. It's not a huge thing, and but it's just so somebody will put. Like, they'll put a picture up of somebody, of a guy playing somewhere. And then somebody will inevitably reply, when did he, what years did he play there? And it's just like, dude, it's called Google. Seriously? Hockey DB. You'll find your answer in half a second. Like, why? Did they ever fight for Yeah, they did. Can somebody post the fight? Well, how about you go to YouTube and look it up yourself? Really? And just the other day, Daniel Lansbury, of course, um, is from Maple Ridge, BC. In the local paper, the local paper there did an article on him about being in the Ice Wars tournament coming up here. And he posted it on his social media and whatever. And he's telling, oh, yeah, guys, I'm training. I'm getting ready to go. And here's an article about that they wrote about me. Oh, that's awesome. When is it? Well, why don't you read the article? It's right in the article, in the first paragraph, the first sentence says when it is. Like, why, why can't people just, why are people just so useless? Well, and then it got to the, the, you know why there's so much clickbait in the world and why headlines are the way they're structured? Because that exact reason. Because people don't read articles anymore. They just read headlines. Of course, the people creating this content know that, so they make up these goofy headlines, and that's what people believe instead of actually reading the article. Well, the headline's good enough. I got everything I need to know from the headline. Oh, nothing drives me more mad. Well, when did he play in Chicago? Well, I don't know. Look up hockey DB; it'll tell you. You have the world's. You have a computer in your hand. You have the world's greatest encyclopedia at your fingertips. Yet you're on. So the time it took you to type out that question. Hit send. And what are you going to do? Wait half a day to get the response. Or you could just type in. Jason Rushton. Oh, he played in Laval in 09. Like, really? Like, God, people. That got me way madder than it should have. But for some reason, that just irritates the shit out of me. I don't. I don't. Ugh, I don't get it. And then the other one, <laughs> Andre Waugh, um, is I don't know if, if he came up with the company um, or he's just working for them. He, it's a it's a, a hockey stick company, and he do, he just does the ad, and uh, he's out there skating and whatever. He takes a slap shot, blah, blah blah. And they're like, oh, custom hockey sticks, blah blah blah. Ship here. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> that is it's neither here nor there, but it was just the the comments. Oh, look at a little heavy there, Andre. It's like, oh, okay, well, he's retired and whatever. Yeah, look at way he's skating and, and shooting a muffin, you know. Well, he's a beer leaguer just like us now. It's like, no, he's nothing like you, you clown. You played Division E of the Adult Safe League at 9 o'clock. You know, like, okay, yeah, Andre was the same as you. Like, oh, yeah, he only played, like, a decade of pro hockey, won a Stanley Cup. But, yeah, you're all the same skill level now. Like, Oh, God. Like, just... Oh, these people are just delusional. It, it, these are the same idiots, like I said, that listen to way too many spit and Chiglets episodes and Letter Kenny, and, like, try to use the slang in the locker room. And it's like, dude, you're, like, you're 47 years old and you sell fucking used Toyotas downtown. Like, why are you talking about, you know... Flo and and dangled sick flow, bro. Like stop just stop like You're not biz like these are the same clowns that like on social media respond to like Whitney and spit jigglets and they and they try to use the slang they they try to chirp them like Like you're such posers like what are you doing? I don't know. It's just it's embarrassing Anyway, those are my pet peeves. It meant nothing. See, well, the wa thing with the beer league thing irritates me because then at the same time, then you see these guys, it's like, oh well, there's a guy on our team. He could he could probably he's as good as some of these East Coast League guys. It's like what are you (laughs) what are you talking about? Like you you realize it's beer league, right? Like there's guys playing with no shoulder pads. There's no hitting. There's no like battles in front of the dad, or in the you know like there's no, yeah. So you're comparing it to you know your penalties are three minutes and you play, <laughs> and you don't stop the clock. Yo, no, it's completely the same as East Coast League. <laughs> I just what? What are we doing here? Yeah. But oh yeah, yeah, Dennis, you know Dennis the forklift operator from Costco. Oh yeah, he could have, he could play in the coast right now. Oh sure. Yeah. Well yeah, he leads our team in scoring. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, he, he's leading the fucking Jiffy Lube Jets in scoring at the division, uh, C adult safe hockey league at the Gemini here. Yeah, at the four rinks complex. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's the, oh, that's the exact same. Uh oh, Southern Pro League easy for sure. Oh but these guys believe it they really believe it it's so sad like the just the delusion is strong you know and then and then well to continue that theme that'll be sort of the theme of the show here but the other night it was uh easter last weekend i was my wife was asleep Yeah, she was asleep, and I was down here, I don't know, it was like super late, like 1.30 in the morning, 2 o'clock, and I I had uploaded the episode and doing the show graphic and getting all that shit ready and just sitting here, and was whatever, for whatever reason, scrolling Twitter, and I don't know why this, because I don't follow this guy or whatever, but I don't know what why this clown came across my Twitter feed, but he, he's got some friggin', of course, some Minnesota Wild podcast, and he's some analytics Dork, whatever. <laughs> his his tweet was, uh, "We really need to stop fighting after these clean hits." So I just simply typed back in in brackets, "We, who the fuck did you fight? Who the fuck did you fight?" Of course, he has to reply. I'm at one thirty and the on on Easter Eve or whatever. I'm not getting into semantics. Article. Uh, semantic debate with you you know I'm like oh, you're using semantics wrong but okay there's a smart guy but it's like because that sort of means the truth and it's like mm, yeah we that's not the truth um I mean I, I get it what you're what you're trying to do um semantics what is that would that would be like you know trivial unimportant you know? I guess so you're you're trying to say uh, what I was saying is unimportant and trivial. Okay. And, and it probably was. But semantics also means the truth in a way. So um, Anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um <laughs> my point is and I was saying I can't remember who else I was talking about with. Um hmm. I've always, I've always, and I brought it up. I always say the "us" and "we" crowd, and um, I get when people. I have friends that do this when they're talking and they talk about "we" when they when they're referring to a sports team. I get, I get their point of what they're. It's a form of speech. I get what they're saying. That's not the people that I'm yelling at. You know, the people that I get irritated with that use the "us" and "we" are like this Minnesota. Wild dork. They legitimately think they're part of the team. And when you scroll his Twitter feed, it's just embarrassing because all it is is him talking about, like, he's, I I think he's just hoping that Bill Guerin will somehow read it and hire him and bring him on because he's got so many great ideas that he should be behind the bench coaching or something. You know, he's never played a sport in his life. But he's always got analytics and he's always going on about five on three and strength of this and left wing lock and blah, blah. Oh, he's got all the terms. He's, he knows all the terms. You know, doesn't know how to actually implement any of them, but he knows all the terms. Oh, and this guy's this and this guy's that. And it's just like, oh, just shut the fuck up. With the we. So for the people that use we and us in just everyday conversation, like I have guys at work like that. Oh, yeah, the Oilers, you know what we need? We need, you know, we needed that goal in the third or whatever. I'm not yelling at that guy. I know what he means. And I also know he doesn't think he's part of the Oilers. All right? He's, you know, I get it. You know. Um, <laughs> when, the one, when my buddy's telling me about the Jays and it says us, I realize he knows he's not hitting third for the Jays. You know, um, those aren't, that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about the people that legitimately think they're on the team, talk like they're legitimately on the team, have all the answers for what's wrong with the team, and on and on and on. And that was my issue, that we need to stop fighting. Well, no, you've never been in a fight, so I don't know what you're talking about. So stop, you know. Anyway, this is leading me to somewhere here. Um, So anyway, that was really irritating me. And then... Of course, the other night, Pat Maroon fights Wayne Simmons. All right. Apparently, they were mouthing off each other, sitting on the benches, yipping at each other. Then they come out and fight. And Pat Maroon proceeds to smile through the whole fight. Like, he just it doesn't throw any punches, locks out Simmons, and they have the hug match. And Simmons is trying to punch him, and he lands a couple. But overall, it's a giant bunch of nothing. And Simmons is kind of laughing at him, too. But afterwards, when they break it up, Simmons kind of gives it the, eh, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know what happened to Pat Maroon. Um, I get it, the whole big rig and all that. I don't have a problem with Pat Maroon in general. Um, I don't think he can fight, but um, he'll fight. Like somebody said, he'll fight. Okay, he'll fight. Like he did fight Wayne Simmons. Did he he held on, laughed at it, laughed through the whole thing. So is that really? Did he fight? I guess he went through the motions of a fight, but eh, okay. Anyway, when we were talking about semantics earlier. Um, okay, my issue is you sit on the bench and you flap your lips to try to, and start shit and everything else. Then you get out there when you and then when you decide to fight, it's 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 a big fucking joke and we're gonna it's just it's it's the Just for last festival out there all of a sudden okay the problem with that becomes is everyone sees that and now you know what oh it, it everything's just fun fighting's fun and it just gets treated like a giant fucking joke I don't know um again uh, as it was brought out to me yo you've never fought before on nice Yeah, I know. I've, uh, you know, (laughs) I've never claimed to. I've often, um, anyway, have I been in a fight before? Yes. Have I been punched before? Oh yeah. I've been punched real hard a few times. Um, so I know it's not fun. I've had family members that fought and saw what they went through. Not only physically, but the mental aspect of it. That goes into a fight. No, I'm well aware of of everything that goes into a hockey fight, which is why um, I have often, I not often, always have stuck up for the role for those that have performed the role, and uh, I've tried to educate people about the role as from my perspective as I see it. Having never claimed to be an expert or to truly know, to truly know something, you had to have done, you had to have done it. So no, I have never popped the helmets at Center Ice with another enforcer. So I don't truly know. I have an idea, and I have knowledge of events of history, and could talk about different things and different videos and lefty righty and who fought who and. Blah blah blah. And I could make guesses on this guy. How if this guy was a power puncher? If this guy was a technical guy, I could do all that from an analyst standpoint and just and just talking. And that's all I've ever claimed to be. I've never claimed to be an expert. Some people claim to be experts. Again, you can't be an expert unless you've if you have never done it. So, and I've freely admitted that I haven't on ice. Okay. But to get back to my original here, I know fighting's not fun, or it shouldn't be viewed as fun. It's not fun. That's not something to smile through, and it's a big joke and everything else. It's not. Now the problem becomes when you tr- when a player treats it like that. Of course, all the the us and we and all these people crowd they see that shit, and guess what. Oh, it's just it's just good old times here. Sorry folks, I got a little distracted there. Yeah, so no, it gets treated like the big joke and um, you got even spit and chiclets, you know. Um only in hockey can you be smiling at each other mid-fight. And then of course you read the comments. Oh, hockey is so fun. Oh, the hockey culture. This is why the best sport Oh, two respectful warriors. What are we doing? Like, just do you have? This is why I, there's such a ugh. there's such a fucking disconnect with these people. They just don't get it. They just don't get it. And I, like I said, I've been on social media now for what a decade doing this fourth line voice shit. Every day, tweeting stuff, putting stuff on Facebook. Well, I haven't been on Facebook for that long, but you know what I'm saying. I'm on social media, putting up pictures and videos and calling out these douchebag, we need to fight more. You know, I've, yeah, the, the, these idiots for a decade. And it's just, and that, this podcast, 202 episodes now of this shit. And it's just like I don't know. And then you get, and then I get lumped in with them. That's the best part. That's the funny part. I'm getting to all of this. All of this has a point, uh, or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I'm just rambling at ten o'clock at night. Um, but just I, I don't, like seriously, tell me when was a hockey fight fucking funny? And, like, I replied to the spit and chicklets thing. I'm like, well, I, it's funny. I said, I, I don't know. I never saw Probert or Tony Twist or anybody. I never saw them laugh, McSurley. I never saw them laughing through fights. And then, of course, you're always going to get the one. Well, I remember the one time. Oh, the, yeah, the one time at band camp. Yeah, okay. Because everything's absolute in life. Hey, another one. Why does there always have to be that guy? Oh, this one time. Oh, yeah, the one time. Oh, then completely everyone laughs then. No, you go dig up a well, and then, okay, if they were smiling at somebody, yeah, they were also trying to knock your freaking head off with the punch. They weren't smiling while locking, while seatbelting the person and, uh, and locking them out and never throwing a punch like Maroon did the other night. No, that's, a, there's a difference going on. Like I remember Patrick Cote smiling at, at Mark Jansen's and laughing at him mid-fight because he's telling him to hit him. And then, you know what he did? Threw four more back at him. No, that was a ploy, what they were doing. It was like a a psychological thing. This is just whatever that was. But I don't know. When when Tony Twist broke Rob Ray's face. Or knocked out Mike Peluso. Or Terry O'Reilly was fighting. Or when Jonathan fought Bouchard. Oh, yeah, fucking hilarious. Oh, funny. I don't remember any comments underneath. That was so fun. But this is where we are now. And then we got report the between the benches reporters. Oh, Leah Hextall got to get in there. He called you soft. You know. What are we doing? Why is... <laughs> I've said with the, with the hurricane, stupid shit at the surge, bullshit at the end of a game. All this peewee bullshit going on in sports. Now we're laughing in fights and everything's just a fucking big joke. When when, when did all this happen? What what are we doing? It's, it's embarrassing. It wasn't even more embarrassing is when I talk to people that like the list of my show and shit. You guys still watch this shit. Explain that to me. How does a hockey fan of forty years sit down and watch that happy horse shit? At least they fight. Oh, okay. Fuck. Are you serious? Like what? you just want to ask me What happened to you? What do you? What, go watch some of his old stuff. Guy's in there swinging, battling? Shit now you, you mouth off for half a period when you decide to fight the guy, you hold on to him tighter than the like you look like you're in the in fucking enchantment under the sea dance? What are you doing? And laughing and all oh, it's just a joke and it's funny and oh the big rig's just great. I love his personality. That's what hockey needs. Oh god, made me puke. So I put on Facebook yesterday that, oh, they've they managed to even turn fighting into a joke now. Oh, you remember the, oh, I brought it up a bunch of times in this episode. You remember Brandon Dillon and Austin Watson? If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to YouTube and type that one up. Brandon Watson, or Austin, what is it? Brandon Dillon and Austin Watson, mic'd up, fight. Go, go luck, go, to, tune into that gem. sit there and hug each other for 20 seconds, and after a fight, then they sit in the penalty box and mutually jerk each other off for five minutes. It's embarrassing. We need to work out more, Austin. Oh, I know Waddy. Oh, good luck this year. And, oh, it's just, and, of course, everybody underneath, this is why hockey's so great. Like, oh, God. Then you had the other clowns a few years back. Oh, he, they square off and then hug, it, the guy brings out a beer. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's the federal league, but whatever. This is what I'm getting to. This is the other thing. So on Facebook, I, I, I commented, "Oh, they managed to even make fighting a joke and whatever." But I said, "You know what? As much and I get these like these idiot like the Minnesota guy here. We need to stop fighting and th- these idiots and all the media idiots and everything else." And these goofs that just, you know, think fighting's a big joke and everything else. Do you know why they think fighting's a big joke, though? And this was my point that I was getting at. Is the players are as much to blame in this as anything. And here's my example, which I will say, and I know he might be listening to this. He's been on the show, but Steve McIntyre took offense to what I was saying. And Steve and I had a back and forth about it and we talked privately about it. And I think he misunderstood what I meant. And I did say, (laughs) I did say in the, on Facebook afterwards. Um, I think I'm better verbally than I am, uh, with the written word. I certainly was not a journalism major. That's for sure. Um, the point I was making with the, with the players. Because I said, now the players have gone on and on and and they have bought into this respect and code bullshit. My point being, now I'm not saying there isn't a code. There is. They, they were referred to as unwritten rules. And every sport, no matter hockey, baseball, football, all of any sport has unwritten rules. And as you play and go up levels and become more competitive and stuff... You learn these unwritten rules and things you do and things you don't do. So when I see comments from people online, like, say, for instance, a bat flip. And then the next time the guy comes up, they hit him. And everybody, oh, well, if you don't want to see the bat flip, be better. When people comment like that, I know they've never played a sport before. There is reasons. And that's the thing. These guys go on and on about respect and everything in the sport, but then you do shit like that which was my argument with Steve. Well, I think Steve misinterpreted that I was saying there wasn't a code, there was no respect, whatever. It's not what I'm saying at all. But what my problem becomes is it's become so convoluted, this code, and everybody has bought into it and everything else. The problem becomes is it's... I don't know how, to, now I'm, here I am said I'm better with words and now I'm struggling to find the words. The problem becomes is when you have uh, guys w- with fans that don't know any different and they just view it as all the same and it's not. See, like when I look at the LNAH or the Federal Hockey League, I'm not knocking anybody in those leagues, tremendous players, they have great, they're, they, they have talent everything else but there's a certain showbiz aspect to those leagues where the fighting, although they're starting to get away from it as well, but at the time, back in the day, whatever, when people go to YouTube look up the LNH, the bossing, the morasti fights, and the Terrio, and all that stuff. Um, well, they see all that, and they look at it, and it's all, oh, that's WWF, and it's showbiz, and it was. There was a show to it, but that was also one of the selling points of the league, but they did get down and start playing with the little black thing that was rolling around at some point, too, and the level of hockey in that league was... Very good. Far better than people, than the uh, a lot of people think. But they see the fighting. And there is a showbiz aspect to it. Much like in the Federal League, even recently. Uh, there's a showbiz aspect to it. I understand that. Most fight fans understand that. I get it. I'm not comparing that to the NHL. I will know I'm not going to compare that to the NHL. Or the mindset that goes into an NHL fight. It's completely different than what goes into an LNH fight. I know that. Most of you listening know that. The problem is is the general hockey fan. Like wild douchebag here that I'm talking about. And all these people. It's so fun. And these people. They just view it as a hockey fight. And they, it, they're they all. All those guy, All those goons that do that are the same. That's the way they look at it. And the problem is, is what I have with the players doing this stuff. Again, problem's not the right word. But when I said the players have brought this on themselves, what I'm saying is, is you have guys that will, when they take their helmets off, oh yeah, they they were high-fiving before the fight started. Well, and then people, and then, that the, this is their example of, oh, staged fighting. Wow, wow. Everything was staged in the LNAH, but you 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 can't. But see, they'll take that, and they try to apply it to the Montreal Canadiens, Calgary Flames game when there's a fight. Well, no, it's it's completely different. Once there are millions of dollars online here and everything else, and meanwhile in the LNAH, it's it's part of the show. But having said that, sure they high fived or whatever afterwards whatever they did the bro thing and all that and whatever as much as I hate to see that in the in the NHL I can't stand seeing that shit In the LNAH the FHL I get it it's different different mindset and all that stuff the difference between the minors and the NHL but you can bro hug and high-five and all you want in those minor league fights and the and the ter- Terrio and Maraski doing that or Lassard or whoever he did that with or whatever all right, but the difference was, is the moment they engaged, you see how much fun that was when Thierry starts throwing that left hand and he's trying to knock you out. There was no locking out and smiling mid-fight, you know, it's just, this is just good times at the old barn here in Quebec oh no, there might have been the the fist bump beforehand or the high five and then we're squaring off and we're rocking and rolling, we're dancing with the you know, as Ramstein Blairs in the background and it's all just, yeah until they engage and then look at those punches does that look like fun? doesn't seem like a lot of fun no, they're serious at that point the violence is serious, and that's my point, and I think when people start yelling how much fun it is and when you have, like I said, in the NHL, when you have sideline reporters almost talking to the players like, oh, yeah, you guys are going to fight me. Call oh, just saw it. You should go after him. And then when they fight, you're all excited about it. Um, yeah, but you, you you're now making it a joke. Like, somehow the violence isn't real. But then, like I said, people see the Maroon Simmons thing. And they view it as a joke. I don't know. Do you think Lucic is taking it as a joke? It's fun? you think Reeves, when he's throwing punches, or Tom Wilson the other night, when he dummied that guy, do you think that was for fun? think that was just good times? Or these guys that did that for years in the minors and in the NHL and stuff that have a lifetime of issues because of it? Ask them if it's funny. It's not, and the fact that there's people, and I and I I blame Spit and Chiglets for this. Lots of stuff they. It, I I don't know. If, are you trying to get cool points by saying it's fun or, yeah or whatever? Like, it's the disconnect. But like I said, I've heard interviews with players. That, that's where I said where the code becomes convoluted, because at the same time you can go on a podcast and say how much you in terms of your fighting, how you don't like the term staged fights and all that stuff. But then right, but then in the next, in the next breath, they show a clip of you fighting a guy and right before you engage, you do a little fist bump like they do at the start of a UFC fight. Well, (laughs) I get it. But at the same time here, you are telling me you don't, the whole staged fight thing. Oh, I don't like staged fights. Uh, all right, so that's what I mean. It's mixed messages, so it becomes a convoluted mess. Now, the only thing that the, the, the my interact here—I'm just sort of rambling here. I don't know really know what I'm yelling at, but I guess the thing that upset me with the with my going back and forth with Steve was. Um well one that he's he's been on my show he's been a guest on my show a quite a popular guest on my show um so the fact that he he didn't know where I was coming from was sort of irritating to me um again I talked I'm not talking I, was, I talked to him privately about this and it was clearly a misunderstanding of what I was saying and and that's fine I understand that I I didn't word it pro- I guess I just didn't word it properly um but um I guess there, there's that the saying, right? Don't assume. And I guess I, I assumed after all these years, and I and I and I get and it came. I guess my realization came last night where it doesn't matter. Um, all the episodes, all my yelling online, all that stuff. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I am still gonna. I am still a part of the media. Not in a uh, journalistic... But you know what I'm saying? I'm a talking head. I'm a content creator. My voice is out on the internet. For people that... that that I'm I'm not saying this because I'm trying to sound like a dude. I'm not saying to be egotistical. But there are... Over the year I've done this for 202 episodes. A lot of people have heard my voice by now. And it's out there. And I've been on Twitter for... Nine years. Ten years. So I put out tens of thousands of tweets, arguing with these people, or putting up pictures, or fight videos, or what have you. So yes, I'm a creator, and that's a content creator. So I guess that makes me a talking head, a media person, whatever you want to call it. And I'm lumped in with them. Because a great many of them, like I said, are these ignorant douchebags. And over the years, i my mind in my mind I've separated myself from them, in my mind, and I've and I've tried to make clear almost every episode my position on things, where I stand on things, being very self aware. Like I've said, I'm from day one. I'm very, I know my or my eco in the ecosystem of of podcasting and that type of thing, or in hockey, where I stand. I know that I know my position. and i've always maintain and i've maintained and my goal always has been to try to separate myself from the minnesota wild guy there and and the rest of these idiots that talk stupid and 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 their keyboard warriors like all the the people that i rant about every episode in these facebook groups that call people put players pussies and always oh, a punching bag and he sucked and he was this and you know, and they literally talk like they could take this guy out a fight. Or the guys that are calling Andre Watt beerly He's just like us now. You know, those guys. I've done my best for a decade to separate myself from those people. To show that I'm different. Hell, it's in my friggin' name of this show. Fourth Line Voice. My whole point was to give the fighter the voice. But clearly it doesn't matter. I am lumped in. I will forever be lumped in with them. You didn't play. You don't really know. And that's true. I'm not, I've never argued that. But I've given. I've always taken the stance of giving those that do know. The platform to tell the story. Their story. And the story that goes into the job. Into the role. And to explain it to people. And I've done my best to explain it to people. as From my how I know it from my experience with around these guys and communicating with them and seeing what they've gone through on a first-hand basis i try to communicate that daily on this on these platforms and i think a good number of people know that obviously but it, it didn't hurt my feelings it didn't hurt my feelings but it it, it sort of I guess it, 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 and I always sort of knew, but it, it can, like I said, Steve's comments sort of confirm that. Again, I'm not still fighting with Steve. I'm not. We had a, we we talked privately about the misunderstanding of what the word, the meanings were. We're all cool. We're all cool. Hell, he's agreed to come back on the show. We're going to do a five toughest opponents and whatever. We're all cool. I, I have no problem with Big Mac. But, I'm, but that was where the conversation was. And then there was a few people that obviously commented and jumped in as well. Oh, I, yeah, I hear you. I don't like when these guys do that, these keyboard heroes and stuff. Again, a month ago, buddy, you were sending me a private message asking me to give you your fights, which I did. So are you not... Who are you talking about? See my point? Sort of... I, I was sort of... Uh, taken aback a little bit because you don't know my position by now? Really? Like, I'm on, like, if we're picking, I'm on your side. And and many times, I'm the only one on your side. Sticking up for you, sticking up for the role that you performed. So it just sort of kind of, when I got lumped in with the other keyboard heroes, it actually really bothered me. It's still bothering me now. now. I don't think I'm articulating it well enough, but it's just like, I, I, I get, but I, I, as I, I was telling, uh, well, I won't say who I was talking to privately, but I talked to him all the time. But I, I said, yeah, it's come down to like, yeah, I mean, as, as well, and I've never viewed until I, we, sat and talked about it, and I thought about it, and I guess I am. I've never viewed myself as, air quotes, media either. To me, whenever I see media, it's all sports and TSN journal, and blah, blah, blah. That's when I, like, media in my mind, that's what I'm thinking of. But I guess, to break it down in the basic of terms, media, you're a talking head, and you put stuff out there, content for people to digest. And having a podcast on a network that many listen to, I guess, and I, you know, really boy get paid i guess yes so i guess i'm media in some sense i guess i'm content creator whatever that means whatever you want to call it 2022 i guess that's what i am so i guess i am part of the media so and i guess you get all lumped in and i guess that's that's what was bothering me because i've done my best to try to separate from that and be my own be my own thing and and be a kind of the voice of the players. Like how Don Cherry was sort of viewed, he was always the voice of the players. I'm not trying to compare myself to Don Cherry, but you know what I'm saying. Just, I wanted to be on that sort of side of things. Like, you know what I mean? And be, you know, their spokesman, so to speak. And, um... It it was just sort of, it just sort of came out that it's like, oh no, no, you're not, You're, you're over there. And it, was, and it was just kind of really frustrating. And um, and I just, I, I wanted to share that with you guys. It was, it's, um, and it was just the whole, when you just see the fight, just the fighting being taken as a joke, and how people sort of just, they're dismissing it, and like I said, I think they're just so desensitized, or they're so disconnected, and, and they are, they are, they're sitting on their couch, they watch their Leafs every week, and whatever, and... And and they're yeah they don't know and no they've never been in a fight they've probably just never been in a fight in general or played a competitive sport or been hit or anything or felt pain through sports they probably never have so when I get connected and oh you're the same as them well no I'm not you know but you get viewed as such it's um it it was just it was just it was a piss off and um and 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 like i said after you after i've spent this a, a decade getting kind of built trying to build up this reputation and this whatever i don't know what do you want persona or whatever you want to call it or just my point of all of this and but like i said 202 episodes of doing this to have to sit here on a saturday night 200 episodes in and reaffirm what i'm doing here is very frustrating So there we go. I, I don't know what else to say. It was just it, it was just it was just a real frustrating incident. And um, like I said, if it was just Leaf Girl Seventeen saying this, to, I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't even be talking about this. But the fact that it involved a couple players was very irritating. Not irritating, just disappointing, I guess. And uh, like I said, it's been straightened out. And we're we're cool with that. But it's just the overall theme. And I know he's certainly not alone. Like, when Steve said that, he's certainly... And I agree with what he's. That's the thing. When he said it to me, I agreed with what he's saying in principle. But I'm just... You're saying it to the wrong guy. Because I completely agree with what you're saying. About having never been in a fight. You don't really know, keyboard warrior, whatever. I'm 100% but that's not me, but there are many like that, that, that are like, so I get it, but yeah, to be sort of lumped in with that was very frustrating, and um yeah, it was just the, just the frustrating experience, and you know, it's probably a frustrating experience for you, the listener, just to listen to that rant, because you're like, what are you talking about? But like I, I guess I've gone on for an hour and whatever I don't really know what my point was to any of it, but wow it's just the disconnect that people have with the fighting and and like I said and 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 the player is not making it any easier um, as it goes on how things have changed but that again, but that so when you when they see the the maroons laughing or the high fives during a fight or whatever. Again, with the disconnect. And they just... Oh, and they see the Proberts and the McSorley's. Oh, back in the day, blah, blah, blah. You know, they... Oh, they were like that too. No, they weren't. Not at all. But they don't... People won't make that distinction. It all becomes one ball. Big blech. So... And like I said, with the code, I've yelled and ranted and raved about the code online, on here, on and on. Um, it, it, well, like Todd Fedork said it on Ice Guardians, there is a code that that everybody talks about, but nobody really knows. Um, again, it's, it's unwritten rules. And if you play long enough, there's things you know to do and not to do. Um, and... The problem is, it's like anything with the information that's out in the world and social media and everything and everybody talking about everybody's business. Um, there's the fans out there that are, that listen and watch everything that know just enough to be dangerous and they think they know and they talk about the code and everything else. And, and in some ways they're right. In other ways it's like, no, (laughs) like, um, and the respect, I think people respect, like, I think in terms of that, I think it's, you respect the guy's toughness and everything else and, and, and w- willing to go to war and all that and all those, um, sayings. But, um, at the end of the day, like I said, you, 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 you can church it up and use any, uh, adjective you want and, and, and all that and, and, and. I've always stuck up, obviously stick up for the role and everything else. But, you know, when you get down to brass tacks and that cut in time and take all the makeup away and you're looking at it for what for what it is at the end of the, what is it at the end of the day? You're an intimidating presence that will stick up for a teammate, but you were also there to inflict your will to bully the other team and to beat people up. You can call it whatever you want and say whatever you want. But when you get down to brass tacks, that's what it is. And there's nothing... thing is, but this is where I will add to this. There's nothing wrong with that. It sounds very harsh. You know why? Because it's a very harsh role. But in the world of competitive elite level hockey, it is needed. That role is needed. Now, maybe as the years have gone on, the need has changed. Or it clearly has, the need has changed. But at, at every point in time in hockey, it was needed. And someone had to be mean. That's just the way it is. Now, the problem becomes, is I think, the media has... Downgraded that and just, oh, these guys were goons and dummies and they just beat people up and they're pointless and they're cavemen and blah, blah, blah. And I think after a while, if you're a player, this is again, this is my, again, not knowing, but in my opinion from having interviewed many of them, interacted with many of them, grew up with many of them, my conversations with them and what I've deducted from my opinion, is at some point obviously if you're on social media and all these years later or whatever, they hear this constantly, and at some point when you're 45, 50, 55 years old, and you're a retired tough guy, whatever, and you're sitting there, and you probably have some reflections at times of things you shouldn't, you know, you look at what you did in the in the game and fighting, and you have all these people over these years have called you a goon and a dummy and stupid and everything else. That's got to take its toll everyone's human. Everyone has feelings and emotions. Of course it's going to get to you after a while. And you probably do start questioning, what did I do in the game? In the game, I've had players get a hold of me and ask me to take their fights off of my YouTube channel. Because they don't want to, because a lot of times it's a minor league guy, so people can look up stats, but they don't really know or whatever. And then when they see that violent side, and it, it's always bothered me. Well, one, it would bother me that anybody outside of that would watch a guy, a couple of his fights on YouTube, and look at him differently. That bothers me. But there are people that would do that. Or if this guy's coaching their team, their their son's 10 and under team, oh, and the concerned parent, oh, I was on YouTube the other night, and I saw Billy's coach, he just knocked a player, knocked a guy out in hockey on this fight video, should he be coaching Billy? There are people that are like that. That's how petty and stupid they are. Again, the disconnect. You See where I'm going with this? And it's stupid. But unfortunately, that guy's got to live with that. So of course, if they ask me to take their videos down, I clearly will. That's few and far between the examples. But I know of guys that have got asked for that. Um, I had a guy do my show once, way back when. And then he ended up getting a role in a junior league as a in a front office in the junior league, and they asked he had to get a hold of me to take the interview down because we talked, of course, talked about fighting and stuff, and he talked about his views on fighting, and they didn't like that, so they he asked me to take the video, and I did, of course. And I and sir, I know you still listen. I hope you're doing well. I'm not gonna. We won't throw names out. Good dude, but. So it's I I get why, and I, and I and I've had guys on the show, and I think I've actually, I'm not going to say who it was. I maybe it was a. See, this is the thing. I'm I'm getting off air and on air conversations confused sometimes, but they all, they they've talked to me with with almost a certain sort of shame to their career, for what some of the stuff they did, whatever. And I, there's nothing to be ashamed of. You had a role to perform and at that time you thought that was the right thing to do for business. And you were performed, you were paid to do that. The people within that game and even the, whatever, the victim, so to speak or whatever, they understand that. Now I'm not talking baseball swinging someone's face or whatever, I'm not anything like that, but they understand the fighting aspect of it and the hitting aspect of it. They might not like you, but they understand in the realm of that world what was going on and why it happened. There is a respect there amongst the player. I get that. That's the respect part that I'm talking about. Or if you do something to him one game, you know that you own the fight the next in the rematch game. And you do that, regardless of how hurt you are. That's the respect factor. That's the code. The code isn't what these bozos are yelling online, is my point. When I talk about the code... It's not what Jonathan Fan in the Enforcer Group thinks it is. His code isn't what the code Steve McIntyre is talking about, because only McIntyre will know, or those that that played in the game will know. That was the point. That's the point I always when I talk about the code. When I say there is no code, (laughs) I guess I should word it different. There is. But it's not. It's not what. You, it's not what the person I'm talking. See, I'm not telling a, a player there's no code. Because that that's not who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the people in the enforcer group, or the idiot on Twitter, whatever. When I say there's no code, it's not what he's thinking. It is. There is. It's called unwritten rules. So if you want to call that the, in a roundabout way, the the code, whatever you want to label it as. Okay, but that's not what I'm talking about. <sighs> but see, so what I mean? So how do I how do I explain all that in the written word? So that's where our our disagreement came from. But I think it's very sad that a player would have to look back in, with, with any sort of shame or regret. Well, we everyone has regrets in their life, you know what I'm saying? But with 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 the role they they performed, I mean, obviously everybody wishes they could be the 50 goal scorer and make 10 million dollars in the NHL. Obviously. Obviously, the reality is 99.9% don't, but the ones that even in, you know, in the East Coast of American League or whatever, they had a role to perform and they did, they did that. And there is a, there is honor in that and there is respect in that. And that, the whole, again, the reason for this whole show was for that guy. I have as much respect for the guy that did it in the Southern Pro League or in the LNAH or in the East Coast League as I do to the guy that played 15 years in the NHL. In my, and that was the point of this show. And that was the respect. I respect the guy that performed that role in the junior, in junior A, junior B, because at the end of the day, they, they sacrificed themselves and their health for the team. And they also, and they understood what they needed to do to make, to, to have the team win. It wasn't to go out there and laugh and smile because and, it's fun. It's not. Oh, sure, if you have a big win and drop a guy, maybe, yeah, that's air quotes fun. But that's not what I'm talking about. And that's not the contents of what the media and all these idiots were talking about the other night as Maroon and them laughed their way through the fight. That's That's different. I would hope, as I'm talking, that people can understand and see the difference in what I'm saying. So no, the guy that's fought uh, on back-to-back nights on three games and three nights on a road trip in the East Coast League after a a 9-10 hour bus ride, no, it's not fun. It's not funny. It's not a joke. And the pain is real. And he's going to live with that pain, probably for his whole life. Arthritic hands, broken noses, bones, arthritis. So no, I don't. I don't think it's funny and a joke. And isn't, this, isn't hockey great? They can smile through it because they're friends. Idiots. So no, that'll always be the point of my show. Um, and I guess I have, for me, I have to accept the fact that I will always be viewed as a media person and a talking head and those people, but I will continue to try to, uh, do my best to separate myself from that pile, from that group. Um, I know the people that are regular listeners uh, obviously know where I stand. Um, I guess I will just keep promoting what makes me different from those people, but, uh. Anyway, guys, I have no idea if this made any sense. I've had a few beers. I'm kind of rambling here, but I was a little amped up about it. Um, but again, um, I know um, if Steve's listening to this, um, you know, I understood where he was coming from. And I completely, again, I agree with what his initial statement was. I agree with it. But that's not what I was saying. But we've cleared that up. We're cool. I hope we're cool anyway. He said we were, so we're all right. He is with me anyway. Um and I hope to continue with him talking further with him. But um, to the other couple guys that were chiming in, we'll talk a little later. Um, yeah. And it was kind of just disappointing because, like I said, to be lumped in with that was, come on, you guys should know better than that by now. I would like to think you did. But anyway, how about we wrap it up for tonight? I'm going to go up and watch a movie with my wife if she's not sleeping on the couch by now. As it's 1045 at night here on Saturday. But um, I hope everybody has a good uh, good work week here. And uh, as again, on this show, we do uh, two episodes a week every Wednesday and Sunday. So uh, in a few days, I will talk to you cats again. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's attack the work week. Hope everybody stays safe out there. And we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.